Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Simply Talk, where we have raw and uncut conversations about mental health that all listeners can learn from. I'm your host, Tori White, and I'm excited to have Veronica Edwards with us today. Hello, Veronica. Hey, Tor. Thank you for having me. I'm so honored. Yes. So for those of you who have listened to Veronica's show, um, I was on her show some months ago, and now I get to return a favor and have her on my show today, so I'm super excited about it. Yes! Um, a, a little bit about Veronica. Veronica has over 17 years of experience in accounting and bookkeeping. Veronica is a certified public accountant, chartered global management accountant, and QuickBooks Online Pro Advisor. A graduate of University of North Carolina, Charlotte, earning a Bachelor's of Science in Accounting, as well as earning a Master's of Accounting from Georgia Southern University. Prior to opening her company, Balance Virtually, Veronica was employed with PricewaterhouseCoopers, Newell Rubbermaid, and Milwaukee Electric Tool in various roles that provided experience in financial reporting, forecasting, budgeting, auditing, exoet compliance, and month-end close. She is a member of the American Institute of Certified Public Accounting and North Carolina Association of Certified Public Accountants. In, spare, in her spare time, Veronica enjoys reading, traveling, spending time with her family, and event planning. So in a nutshell, Veronica is just a boss. Hey, thank you, thank you, thank you. I mean, you said it, I didn't say it, but thank you. I mean, I mean, after I read, I'm like, look, she's just a boss. That's what it should say. (laughs) Well, thank you, Tor. I'm in good company with you. Yes. So, a little bit about how I met Veronica. Um, Again, being a part of Mountain BizWorks, Multicultural Catalyst Cohort, I was able to attend some financial trainings and Veronica was actually the teacher at one of them. And what was it? Financial tools. What's that the name of it? Mm -hmm. Financial tool series where we talk about basic financials and also QuickBooks online. Yes. And let me first start off by saying, if you have not had training in QuickBooks and you want to try to figure out QuickBooks, I'm telling you, her training is absolutely amazing um, and is very, I guess, user-friendly um, yeah. because when I tried to go in it on my own, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but being able, <laughs> being able to be a part of your training really helped me and it made me realize, yeah, this is not something I want to do. I'd rather have somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Tor White LLC is a client of Balance Virtually, and we are thankful that you did not want to do that work. So that's no problem. It's not for everybody. Yes, yes, yes. And listen, I tell y'all all the time, listeners, I stay in my wheelhouse. That wasn't <laughs> mine. That wasn't mine. But um, no, Veronica, I really want to thank you for being here today. And Um, I want to give you the opportunity to just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself other than what I have already stated. Sure. So I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. Um, A lot of people, when they say, oh, you're from South Carolina, I don't hear an accent, but I feel like it's neutralized, you know, the northern Mm -hmm. and the southern. So when I was 10 years old, we moved from New York down to South Carolina and then migrated up to Charlotte for school. As you read, I went to UNC Charlotte. And 
initially I had I had nobody in my circle of influence that was an accountant. It was really kind of luck of the draw, beginning of the alphabet. You know, my dad's like, okay, what are you going to do? We're spending all this money for you to go out of state for school. And the first thing I saw was the accounting booth. And I'm like, I like numbers. Maybe I'll do accounting. And literally, <laughs> that's how it worked. And thankfully, it worked out. Um, and then just from there, I realized, I'm like, wow, it's not a lot of people that look like me that does accounting. A lot of people are in business, but not a lot of people actually have an accounting degree and less than 5% of CPAs are people of color. So once I kind of just did the gamut in the corporate world and started to see, hmm, I really just don't fit this. And I want to definitely help more people that look like me. And that's when I started Balance Virtually. So my focus is definitely on women-owned businesses, people of color. I welcome all clients, but that's, of course, um, my passion. And that's the reason why I teach at Mountain Biz Works as a, a contractor, um, because it's subsidized. It helps folks like yourself, Tor, that was getting started. And now you're, you know, way past me now, Tor, with all the business that you have. And I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Um, but it's just, I, I don't know, living here in Asheville for the last six years, I really found that want to help um, small businesses work for nonprofits and just be really involved in the community where I just didn't have that um, from the track that I was taught. It was go to college, work for a big corporation and retire with them because that's what my, my parents did. They didn't have higher educated degrees. So they said, okay, instead of working kind of a crappy job your whole life, well, actually get a job in your degree. And that didn't fit for me. And nobody, again, owned a business. Nobody could advise me. So I kind of just stepped out in faith back in 2018. And I just was so frustrated with my career. Um, at that time, my sister had just committed suicide. So it was just a lot going on. And I just said, you know, life's too short to keep working a great, amazing six-figure job but being treated horribly, the hours was terrible. I was barely seeing my family. So that's me in a nutshell, Tor. That's how I got here, you know, four, I'm four years old now. So it's, it's been working out. So I've been definitely blessed. Yes. And let's just talk about that one second, how a lot of people say, well, you make good money, you make good mm -hmm. money, but the money has nothing to do if your soul is being injured in the process. Mm. Like, I mean, the money doesn't fix a broken heart. The money doesn't yep. fix a troubled soul. The money doesn't fix all the, the mental turmoil you have to go through in some of these spaces, especially as black women. Mm -hmm. Like, we've talked about it. You know, times where we've been in spaces and it's just like, almost like we have to prove ourselves beyond the resume. Oh, you know, absolutely. We, we have to prove ourselves beyond a resume because we show up as black women. And uh, not everyone talks about that. Not everyone talks about moving in those spaces. And, and not everyone understands when you say, yeah, the money is good, but it's not enough for me to sell my soul for it. Oh, absolutely. And, and just like you said, being in those spaces, we're seeing it right now with the first African-American woman um, going through the Supreme Court justice process. And here it is. This woman's the most qualified person, you know, out there. And I mean, it's just she got brutally beat down last week during these hearings. And it's just 
humbling and it's a reminder to me like, yeah, I have a lot of accolades, a lot of experience, but I don't take it for granted because at any point in time, just based off of the color of my skin and my gender, that can all just be totally negated. Right, right. And it's a terrible space um, to be in, but it's also one of those spaces I think we're doing a great job at disrupting and Mm -hmm. showing up and saying, hey, this is me. And if you feel like you can get someone that can do what I can do, then by all means do it. Um, I tell people all the time, all money, not good money. (laughs) Oh, yes. Look, I'm not about to turn tricks um, in order (laughs) to receive your money. So, (laughs) hey. You you do whatever you feel is best because at the end of the day, it's one thing. This sauce cannot be duplicated. Exactly. <laughs> and I think that's when you have to know your value. And it was a little hard in the beginning because you don't know what you should charge. You're just getting started. You're used to, at least in a corporate world, not really getting paid what you should. I think most women get paid 70 cents to the dollar to a man. So mm-hmm. that was also, it was just, I guess, I didn't realize it, but it was just in me that I was, I had to change that mentality that I am, you know, worthy of being at the table. This is the value. And I have found that I really haven't gotten much pushback when I have presented myself as my authentic self and I have priced things the way I have. I've lost the clients that I didn't want in the beginning to begin with, but now I've gained so much to the point where I've hired an accountant to help me and I'm having to say no and I can be selective to things. But that's one thing I will tell all your listeners, like you have to bet on yourself. You have to believe in yourself before anybody else will. And thankfully, I will say here in Asheville, so much support, you know, Mountain Biz Works. I'm always plugging them. They help so many women-owned businesses, minority-owned businesses. There's just so much good stuff happening in Asheville. I know you're a native here, Tor. I've only been here six years, but I couldn't imagine starting my business anywhere else other than Asheville. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I, and I won't, I won't dive too much into it, but I will say I think sometimes the experience being from here and coming here um, is a little different as far as knowing what those resources are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also understand that as a native and as a person who's been able to, you know, leave corporate America where I was for 10 years and um, start my own business and for my business to take off the way it has in less than a year. I now know what to say to other natives and how to put them in position to do the same or similar. Um, So I know before when we very first met, we talked about just the intros um, you had mentioned when you started your business and it was after your um, sister had died by suicide. And I remember telling you that um, I had attempted suicide and obviously you hear my voice so the attempt uh, wasn't, death didn't come from the attempt. Yes. But um, I do want to take a second and talk about how it was for you starting a business after something so traumatic. And as we know, um, suicide is sudden. And mm-hmm. I, I've been telling the listeners about you know, me losing my grandmother suddenly and how I'm trying to maneuver grief in yeah. the midst of being a business owner. So how are you able to maneuver grief in the process of, of starting a business? 
Yeah, it was definitely difficult. Um, I think what definitely assisted me was I think I just had that mixed emotion of like, I don't know why everything happened, but something just motivated me like, okay, well, I have to get things done because, you know, tomorrow's not promised. So I really do want to set forth this journey of starting a business that I've been thinking about for the last few years. But with my sister's death, that just really catapulted it. And it just really motivated me to, okay, I have to get started. I might not know what to do. And you're going to have good days and you're going to have bad days. And, you know, we're both moms. So at the time, my son was two and a half years old. I couldn't rest too much, even if I wanted to, because he kept me to where, okay, I got to get up and take him to preschool. Okay, I got to, you know, get up and pick him up. I have to be present when he's there. So that was a piece of it. And then also, I was just so fed up in that corporate world. And I wanted to prove to myself and to others, because everyone's like, oh, you're going to leave your job and you don't even have a job lined up. You know, how irresponsible is that? Wow, wow, wow. Of course, all the stuff that people naturally who aren't entrepreneurs are going to say, um, because right. you know, like they don't get that. Hey, it is what it is. But all I needed was an opportunity, and those opportunities came, and then word of mouth came around. So for me, the experience probably like the first six months after my sister passed, I really didn't have any clients. I was starting to network a little bit, but I kind of just really took my time. So I would say, you know navigating through grief you just don't go at your own pace you know there were times when I pushed myself and then sometimes I would hear a song and then I was just like wow that just really took me to a place I didn't think it would take me to or I would work really good for a while but then I would go home and then all those emotions would come back so anybody dealing with grief I tell them you kind of have to ride that wave of emotions because it's just going to take your breath away sometimes. And if you just hold it in, that's worse than just kind of riding that wave, you know, facing that, as we say, a lot of times that fear, that emotion head on, that's all you really can do. Right. Right. And so you're now four years, as you said, four years old, four mm -hmm. years in the game of entrepreneurship and having your business. Has there been moments, in those four years where the memories of your sister or your father has popped up and you've had to take moments to like redirect yourself or moments where you may have said, you know what, I don't, I can't really do this today. Um, mm -hmm. How have you managed moments like that? I think you definitely just have to listen like you said, to your own feeling, you know, like, yes, I know that I might have a deadline, but a lot of times we're our worst critic. We push ourselves more than anybody else throughout this whole process. You know, my sister passed November, 2017. Then my dad passed December, 2019, both sudden deaths all around the holidays, you know? So thankfully it wasn't as busy for me, but then I went right into tax season, you know? And, and so I needed to take that time prior to the new year I spent a lot of time with family. I didn't do as much. People were very understanding. I did the bare minimum that I needed to do, but I was careful not to go overboard because to your point, when you do have those moments, you don't want to be already so into work that now you're stressed out about that. And then, I mean, I'm telling you, if you're in environments where you're kind of triggered a little bit and then you have that stress on top, it's just not a good formula. So I just try to make sure that I wasn't 
putting myself in places to where I would be too overwhelmed. I didn't want a lot of people asking me questions, you know, so I kind of didn't, I wasn't around a lot of people during that time. I kind of, you know, when I felt ready that I could talk about it a little bit, that's when I started kind of coming out of my shell a little bit more, but it definitely takes time. I feel like there's even moments now where I'm like, man, I really miss my sister, you know, or like when birthdays come or, holidays that's usually the harder time and that's when I do try to surround myself with family Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think it also just speaks to what the environment is as an entrepreneur compared Mm -hmm. to working in certain environments in the workforce Uh, just because those moments and I know for me for the last 10 years if if my grandmother's sudden death would have happened last year or the year before that, I would not have been granted the same amount of space that I'm granted mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Simply because a lot of times being in those environments where they're like, okay, yeah, that happened, but listen, this still has to be done. Oh, um, yeah. Th- there's a huge difference in being in an environment where you're just a number and being mm-hmm. in an environment where they holistically care about you. Um, yes. And they care about all of you. Yes. And understanding that if you're good, then the work is good. Absolutely. And, and that's so funny because when my sister passed, I probably had two more months left at my last corporate job. And you're absolutely right. Everybody was understanding when I was gone. And then as soon as you come back, it's as if, you know, those knives are sh- even sharper. And then that's honestly, I'm glad that that was the case because that really pushed me to be like, you know what? This really isn't for me. And then in the case with my dad, I had clients sending me flowers, people checking up on me. It was just a whole different vibe and environment, like you said. So I do feel like those that are in that entrepreneurial world, it is a lot easier to navigate through grief. I know you feel like, well, I do everything. I'm the boss. But people get it. They know life happens just like with this pandemic. People understood. I have a child like you're going to hear him laughing and watching TV in the background. Just as long as that's not a distraction for me getting the work done. If we need to take a quick call, everybody was understanding of that. You know, as long as you keep those communication lines open, I feel like those clients that are worth being your clients will give you that grace and give you that time to get back to speed. Right. And all that, what I hear and what's coming to my head, this may be my grandma, but what's coming (laughs) to my head, you thrive in a space where you're celebrated and not tolerated. And so you have the ability to celebrate yourself, whether that's in entrepreneurship or being in a career that celebrates you and not Mm -hmm. just tolerates you. It makes a world of um, difference. Now, with that said, as we bring this conversation to a close, um, Tell the listeners how to get in touch with you. Sure. Um, Right now, I'm actually just taking consulting clients, not any bookkeeping clients, but you can always reach me at balancevirtually.com. I'm on Facebook. You can also um, send me an email at veronica.edwards at balancevirtually.com. I don't even give the number anymore because I don't pick up the phone. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's what happens when you're an entrepreneur. Exactly. So I'm like, just email me, you know, send me a DM. You can contact me. I'm always willing to help. I might not always be able to take the all the clients. Everybody wants me to do their bookkeeping. And I am getting to the point where I'm, I'm good on the bookkeeping. And I really do like to teach. You know, I like to consult. I like to be that strategic CFO for your business. But definitely 
check me out at balancevirtually.com and you can send me an email through there very easily. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Veronica, for coming and spending time with us today. Thank you for all your awesome tidbits. Um, listeners, please connect with Veronica. She's absolutely amazing. As for me, you can find me at bizradioashville.com or at simplytour.com. I'm Simply Tour on Facebook and on Instagram. Until next time, listeners, make sure to put yourself first and continue in practicing that self-care. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.